Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Take Pride in Retirement. I'm Matt McClure, uh, your your host and uh, your financial advisor here for the show. Um, thank you so, so much for being part of things uh, today and for many, many episodes in the future. Uh, Take Pride in Retirement is, um, it, it's, it's my baby here and I am so glad to be doing it. You know, it's I wanted to take some time here in this first episode and and really share why uh, I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, Take Pride in Retirement really is the first podcast that is dedicated to retirement planning solutions specifically for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you know, I was looking around as I first got started in this space, and I'm going to go, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my background and, and stuff here in a minute. But as I was looking around at um, retirement planning solutions for LGBTQ plus folks and what resources were out there. Even in 2023, um, it was pretty scarce online. Everything seems to be, um, you know, kind of geared toward that sort of quote unquote typical American family, you know, the, the husband and wife and two and a half kids and the white picket fence and dog and cat and all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, where are the LGBTQ couples being represented? Where are their families? Where are where is, are single people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community? Um, and so here at the tail end of Pride Month in 2023, I am thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled to be launching this podcast to really be helping the community that's helped me so much. And that's really why I'm doing this. Um as as promised, a little bit about me before we kind of get, you know, to kind of delve into things here. Um, I am, again, I, I'm Matt McClure. I am the the host here of, of Take Pride in Retirement. I'm also an advisor with Active Wealth Management in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally um, from the uh, Georgia, the North Georgia area, not really Metro Atlanta, just outside of Metro Atlanta, kind of a small-ish city called Gainesville, Georgia. Um, that's where I'm originally from. I, I actually got my start in broadcasting at the age of 15, which was, um, you know, just a few years ago. And uh, so I, I got my my start in broadcasting at the age of 15. I was actually up in Dahlonega. We had some some family who lived up there. And if you don't know the area, Dahlonega, beautiful, beautiful area in the North Georgia mountains. And every fall they have a festival called Gold Rush. And because uh, it was the site, Dahlonega was the site of the nation's first gold rush. So if you're ever on, you know, Jeopardy and that's the final Jeopardy question, uh, you know the answer. Uh, but so we were up there and they have a fall festival called Gold Rush every year in celebration of that. And and so I um, was just kind of wandering around being a teenager. And so my cousin, who um, was part of the management of the radio station at the time, said, go over there and the, the radio station is doing a live broadcast. Go over there and just kind of hang out with them and have fun. Well, I had the best time in my life. And so I went and got to become the official taste tester for all the different food at the booths at um, the Gold Rush Festival that year. And I fell in love with broadcasting. And I really have never looked back. I've, I've done very few other things in my life. That, as I said, was at the age of 15 I am now in my early 40s, early 40s, and um, I'm still, you know, doing the broadcasting thing, this time in the form of a podcast here. Uh, I got, you know, my start in in radio there in Dahlonega, also worked in radio in Gainesville, uh, Georgia, Atlanta, then went up to New York, was in New York for 10 years, um, was on TV and in radio in New York. I reported from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange on a regular basis, and so, um, yeah, I, I have done a lot. And it was that reporting from the stock exchange and being a business reporter at New York One, um, the legendary all-news TV station in New York, uh, and that just privilege and honor of, of working there and being a part of that legendary team. That was 
really what sort of got, you know, sort of first piqued my interest in the whole financial planning thing. And when I moved back to Atlanta to be closer to family just before the pandemic, I never really sort of knew or or even saw myself really in this space, right, in this financial planning and, uh, you know, retirement planning, giving people advice about their financial future space. I had always been someone who, you know, in the, in the past, especially living in New York and, and not having the highest paying jobs ever, uh, I was someone who always sort of just flew by the seat of my pants, financially speaking. And, you know, over the past several years have gotten my own financial house in more order than it ever has been. And then when I got um, a job helping produce some podcasts for um, for the this company called Amerilife and, and started seeing what financial advisors and, uh, you know, annuity agents and things like that, seeing what they do and how they're able to help people and learning, taking the time to learn about it and getting my life and health license so that I was able to know all that I could know about annuities, life insurance, health insurance, all of those different things. And then getting my Series 65 license just the, earlier this year, where I am now able to be a financial advisor, be a fiduciary financial advisor. And that word fiduciary, by the way, means that you are, as, a, as the advisor, working for the best interest of the client and not the best interest of yourself right? You always have to put the client's needs first. And that's what I love about that. I make a commitment to the client to put their needs first, put your needs first, not my own. Um, and so that's, I, I just really fell in love with this space as well. So now I'm able to combine those two. Um, and by the way, a little bit more, a little bit more of a personal note about me. Um, you know, I grew up, as I said, in the South and it, it was, not, you know, coming, coming out was not the easiest thing, uh, that being the case. And, you know, growing up in a, in a very religious household, um, didn't make it easy. All I had heard my entire life was how being gay was wrong and, and, you know, you're going to hell and all that. And so coming to a place where I could accept myself was so important. My family has come such a long way in their acceptance, not only of me, but of my, my wonderful and amazing husband, Josh. Um, and we are, you know, living life here in Atlanta. We have our own uh, place with our two dogs <laughs> and that's our own version of the American dream. You know, it's, it's me and my husband and our two dogs, uh, no white picket fence, but we, you know, we live in a great spot and, and we love it. And um, so, you know, in thinking about my own family, my own family situation, and thinking about our future and how we were going to handle that and how we we're going to plan for that, how we need to have a plan for whatever comes our way, whatever happens in life, that's what really got me interested in wanting to do a podcast called Take Pride in Retirement, where I could help spread the knowledge that I have learned over these past couple of years to the wider LGBTQ community. And that's the thing. That's what I want to do. You know, share this podcast with, with your family, with your friends, share it with those, uh, who you love, who might need, um, you know, help along the way. And, and it's not to say that if they're not part of the LGBTQ plus community, that, that I can't or won't help them. Obviously I will. This podcast is focused on the LGBTQ plus community and, you know, helping our own give by giving a resource that wasn't there before this podcast, before this episode, before what you're listening to right now. Nothing like this existed, which is kind of crazy, but um, now it does. And hopefully you will share this with your family, with your friends, with those uh, who you love who might need some help in deciding uh, what their retirement is going to look like, what they want it to look like. And we'll go into some of that today. I'm going to start off in here in episode one with an introduction to something that we call the smart retirement plan. This is actually coming from a book written by a, a good friend of mine who I am uh, going to be privileged enough. It's it's going to come out here soon. And I'm privileged enough to be writing the afterword for this book. And um, 
it really is something that breaks down retirement planning into these easy to follow steps and easy to understand steps. And I want to sort of give the introduction to that today. And that's, that's really what we're going to focus on for the most part in this very first episode of Take Pride in Retirement. Uh, I also, uh, here's, here's what I want you to do as well. You know, you're listening to us via the podcast, obviously, uh, wherever you found us. Thank you for finding us. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, of course, we're everywhere. You can find podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the big ones, you know, the, uh, uh, Amazon, Audible, all of those, Pandora, anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. All right. So that, that's number one. If, if you can't find us on the podcast channels where you normally go, then you're just not looking hard enough. Um, also, you can find us on the web, takeprideinretirement.com. That is takeprideinretirement.com. Uh, you can also uh, send me an email. My email address is matt at takeprideinretirement.com. Feel free to message me at any time. Uh, you know, send me uh, an email there if you want a free consultation. All the listeners of the show will get a free financial consultation. Um, if you live in the Atlanta area, we can do it in person, you know, within driving distance. If you want to, you know, come into the office here in Midtown Atlanta, we can meet. Uh, that's great and fantastic. And I would love to do that uh, in person. Otherwise, you know, if you live outside the Atlanta area, uh, we can do this via Zoom. You know, that's uh, technology. You know, we can do a free consultation via Zoom where we take a deep dive into your financial situation, um, tell you if it could be better, and then um, give you that plan to make it better. And you know what? If it can't, if if I look at that plan and say, you know what, this is great, this is great for you and your situation, then that's fine, and you can continue doing what you're doing and or working with the person you're working with. And that's what a fiduciary is. I act in your best interest, right? I don't, I'm not going to be somebody who's like, you know, if you come in for a consultation, I'm going to make you sign in, in blood on the dotted line and all that. No, that's not what it's about. It's about helping you. And if you already have the help that you need, turns out, great. That's, that's fine. Because as I say, that's what it's about. You having the help that you need and being in a good spot and, you know, working toward the retirement that, is going to be what you have dreamed of and a retirement that you can take pride in. Uh, and that's really what I want to do. That's the goal of this show is to help you achieve that success in your planning and in your retirement when that day comes. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I really consider it an, an honor and a privilege to be helping this community that has helped me so much in my life. Uh, take Matt at takeprideinretirement.com is the email address once again. And then, of course, uh, you can give me a call as well. We have uh, the toll-free number, which I am giving out here, uh, 855-246-9211. That's 855-946-9211 uh, to reach me at Take Pride in Retirement. Check out our YouTube channel as well. We're on there. Just search for Take Pride in Retirement on YouTube. Should pop up one of the very first things. We're also going to link, of course, to the YouTube on the website, takeprideinretirement.com. We'll be on the, on the Facebook, on the, on the face place <laughs> and Instagrams and all the above uh, as well. You know, reach out on any of those channels. I'd be glad, more than glad to talk to you. Um, just about anything, just even if you have a question, if you don't want the full free consultation, fine. I, I would be glad to talk to you about anything. Uh, you know, financial uh, that you have going on, any questions, any anything that needs answered uh, regarding that, I would be more than happy to help as much as I possibly can. Um, okay, so now as we get things started off here, we're going to start off with something that will be a staple of the show each and every time, uh, each and every week here that we bring a new episode of Take Pride in Retirement. Let's do it. It is our quote of the week. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. And this time around, those very words of wisdom come from Apple CEO Tim Cook, who is, of course, a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And here is Tim Cook's quote this week. Uh, and it says, it's about finding your values and committing to them. It's about finding your North Star. It's about making choices. Some are easy, some are hard, and some will make you question everything. 
That is from Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. And, you know, that really kind of, in in a way, helps sum up the reason that I'm doing this show, <laughs> you know, because it can be hard as, as LGBTQ plus folks to sort of find that North Star, to find guidance uh, in, in our everyday lives. And, you know, there are resources out there, obviously, for different, different things, you know, and with help with coming out with, thank God, with help with suicide prevention and things like that for especially trans youth who have such a high suicide rate and, you know, just a, just a tragedy. And there are resources to help all of them and, and anyone in our community who needs that help can, can luckily, hopefully find a resource out there. Uh, for those different types of things. For finances, it can be a little bit more difficult to find something that's specifically tailored for you. And my whole sort of like, you know, philosophy, if you can even call it that, on financial planning, and it's just a reality really, is that everybody's situation is different. Especially LGBTQ plus folks, you know? I mentioned earlier about the the husband and the wife the two and a half kids, the dog, the cat, the white picket fence and all that stuff being sort of like what the financial space is geared toward. Well, I can guarantee your, your life probably doesn't look like that. If you're an LGBTQ plus person, you know, I mean, like I said, myself, I live with my husband and we have two dogs. Um, I know LGBTQ plus folks who are my same age who are single and they're perfectly happy with that. There are people who who are together and have been together for a long time, but haven't, have not gotten married by choice. That's great. And that's fine. And we celebrate that. We celebrate that relationship that you have, but at the same time, it presents its own kind of challenges because you don't have that piece of paper that says, Hey, we're married. So you have to make other arrangements. You have to take other things into account and make adjustments on your, your financial planning based on that. You know, a lot of times a, one of the members of your uh, family, your partner, your husband, your wife may not have a traditional job. They may be a gig worker. They may be um, an, an artist or an actor or something like that, or that may be you. And that's great. Obviously we need that. We need that richness in our culture and in our lives. But that also presents challenges uh, from a financial planning standpoint, particularly when it comes on down the line to something like, when should I take Social Security, for example? You know, should the spouse who makes less take Social Security at an earlier age than the spouse who makes more? Generally, yes, you should, you should max out the Social Security uh, of the, the person who makes more per year. Um, and then, you know, if that person can work until the age of 70, that would be great because then that you basically between the ages of 62 and 70, if you delay from the earliest eligibility at 62 to 70, you're giving yourself an 8% raise every year. Boy, talk about a great return on that investment, you know, an 8% raise every year, um, is great. And so that's just one little sort of tidbit. That's the kind of thing that we'll talk about here. And again, that's a general rule. It may be different for your particular situation. That is what it's all about. The show is about education. The show is about helping you get through kind of the weeds on a lot of these things and a lot of these issues. So we'll go through a lot of that. We'll talk about a lot of different things uh, as we go through the show today on this inaugural episode of take pride in retirement. I can't help but smile cheek to cheek when I say that every time, because I'm just so excited to have this uh, show off the ground. It, I, I really, really am just thrilled uh, that you are here and that you are listening um, and that you are hopefully gonna, gonna stay tuned here as we continue on. Now, okay, so I teased this at the top of the show and I wanted to, to kind of dive right in to a series that we're going to be doing here. And also, oh, I got, I got to tell you too, I meant to say this earlier, but I'll say it now. Um, I w I'm going to have great, some great guests on uh, the show as well. That is my plan going forward is to, 
you know, probably every other episode or so have a wonderful guest who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community who has insight on a different area of financial planning for LGBTQ plus folks. I have uh, someone who is going to come on soon who is a CPA uh, here in the Atlanta area. I've got uh, some others kind of waiting in the wings. So it's going to be great. We'll get insights from other folks so you don't just have to listen to my voice <laughs> all the time, my dulcet tones. Um, but anyway, so Smart Retirement Plan series here. I wanted to go through this just as kind of an introduction to what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. You know, I mean, one of my big things is that, and and don't get me started, first of all, on the education system uh, in this country, public education system and the lack of lack of support, lack of funding, lack of all of that, especially in communities of color. It just, it really is a problem. Um, but also, you know, in general, even in places where there is, there is adequate funding and there, there are, um, you know, places, uh, where there are schools that are supported by state, local, federal government, etc. Financial education is kind of like an afterthought, you know, and by the same token, the fine arts are like an afterthought in a lot of places too. So it's not just something that is, you know, that has to do with financial education. Because I think the fine arts are essential to, to people's lives. I really, really do. As someone who, you know, I was in, I was in band, I was in chorus in high school and in college. And, um, you know, I, I just absolutely think that it's essential. I also think that financial education is essential. Like, you know, when I was in school. I didn't, we didn't even learn how to write a check. Not that anybody really writes checks anymore, but that, like it's like one of the simple things about your financial life that I never even really learned. And it's like, why not? You know, why, why not teach that to kids in high school, in college, if you don't do it in high school? Heck, in middle school, you know? Like just, just make sure that that education is there. So... Where are people getting their financial education? Well, uh, there was a study that said 26%, only 26% are getting financial education from high school classes. This is turning around in a lot of states, though. I, there was a, a story that I did not long ago for um, the uh, Marilife Retirement Radio Network that talked about how a lot of states are now implementing some sort of financial education requirement. And this is, this is a bipartisan thing, which is great because you can't get people to agree that the sky is blue on any given day, it seems like, these days. Um, but a lot of states are implementing better requirements and more stringent requirements for financial education. So there's that. that. That is a good thing. But right now, as of these latest numbers in this study, 26% of people in this country getting their financial education from high school classes. 22% from parents and family, 21% from college classes, 18% from social media and websites, and just 7%, only 7% say that they're educated from a financial advisor. I find that disturbing <laughs> that, that, you know, more than twice as many people are getting educated, quote unquote, uh, on finances from social media. Than they are from a financial advisor. I mean, I, I find that really um, kind of wild. Uh, also, in uh, 2022, at the at the end of 2022, the Fidelity uh, State of Retirement Planning study found that one in four Americans are less confident about retirement now than they were before the events of the last couple of years, the pandemic, inflation, et cetera. 71% of Americans very concerned about the impact of inflation on retirement preparedness. 31% don't know how to make sure that their retirement savings keep up. 31%, almost a third of the American people don't know how to make sure that their retirement savings keep up with inflation. Um, this uh, quote here comes from Angie Chen, a, a research economist at the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, who said approximately half of Americans are at risk of not being able to maintain their pre-retirement standard of living after they stop working. And that's that's kind of, you know, a wake-up call, I think, 
to a lot of people who who might say, you know, I thought <laughs> that my retirement might have been on track or I've been putting money in my 401k and uh, great, I'm, I should be all set. I haven't really checked on my 401k in a while, but, you know, if you haven't checked on it in a couple of years, might want to wait a while before you do. Because last year, you know, we lost over 20% plus in the S&P 500. It will take a while for that to come back, right? So, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I, I the, the reason that I do this show, and I've said this a couple of times here, to, to give back to the community that's given so much to me. And as part of that, I want to help you understand what you want to do in retirement. And we'll get to this in a second because it's the first part of the smart retirement plan is smart vision, right? And having a vision for your retirement. That's like, what are your goals? Who are you with? Um, you know, I want to help provide stability for you and your family, no matter what your family looks like, no matter where you come from, no matter who you love, no matter uh, what your particular situation might be. I want to tailor something for you and for that situation. And then I'm going to organize a custom financial plan to fund your goals and expenses, uh, a combination of guaranteed income strategies, uh, social security maximization, a smart, uh, smart risk investing, all of that, and much more. So we'll go into that, you know, as we um, continue along here with the show. And once again, you can go to takeprideinretirement.com if you want to get that free consultation and, and just fill out the uh, form there, the contact form. I actually have a risk profile questionnaire as well that you can fill out. That's takeprideinretirement.com, or you can call 855-246-9211, 855-246-9211, once again, is that number. Um, so, okay, as, as promised here, smart vision, uh, this is the first part of the smart retirement plan. Um, so you gotta, it starts out with asking a few questions, right? What are you going to do during your retirement years? What, what is it that you want to do that you see yourself doing? Are you the kind of person who will be retired in air quotes, but won't stop working because you want to, not because you have to keep working. That's not a situation you want to find yourself in. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you you call it quits from your job, from your nine to five, which by the way, favorite movie ever, nine to five. Thank you, Dolly Parton and and Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin um, and Dabney Coleman, who was also hilarious in that movie. I should have known something when that was the movie I was watching every day as a kid. Um, and so should my parents. You know, I'm like, my, my mom, dad, really? You were surprised? Anyway, I digress. Um, you know, what are you doing during your, your retirement years? You quit your nine to five. You don't want to find yourself in a position where you are forced to work because you have to, if you want to work though, great. You know, my dad was kind of like that when he retired and he's passed on now, God, God rest his soul. Um, but he retired from his job, you know, several, a couple of decades back now retired from his, uh, career. And almost immediately went back to work. He, he did a lot of babies like he babysat my niece and, and all of that. But then he also, um, and he was just the best granddad too, to her. Oh my gosh. Um, but he, you know, got sort of the stereotypical Walmart greeter job at one time. That wasn't quite right for him. Uh, he got another couple of little odd jobs here and there, but he was the kind of person who could not, he couldn't sit still basically and just do nothing. He loved his good long naps in the afternoon. <laughs> that was the same my entire life. But he could not, um, you know, just sit around and do nothing. So is that you? Is that what your life is going to look like in retirement? Do you want to keep on going and keep on working because you want to, not because you have to? Or do you want to be on the beach in, you know, Guam or wherever, Virgin Islands, uh, Key West, do you want to be, is that what you want your retirement to look like? Do you want to be in the mountains? One of my favorite places to be is the mountains, particularly the, the Great Smokies. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful area of the country. Do you want to be doing that? Do you want to spend your time traveling all around and seeing the world, going on cruises or big long trips? Whatever it is, that's the first thing you have to ask yourself when you're talking about a smart vision for your retirement. What are you doing during those retirement years? Number two 
And this is a big one for our community. Who are you with? Are you with your husband, your wife? Are you with your partner? Are you by yourself each and every day? And that's just the way you like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I know people like that and that's fine. But whatever it is, whether you are with someone or multiple people as in your family, or if you're by yourself, whatever your situation is, that's another question to ask when you're looking at a smart vision and trying to come up with that for your retirement years. Who are you taking care of? Do you have kids? Do you have kids? Do you have a partner who might be significantly older than you? That's something to take into consideration as well. Long-term care, for example, might be something that one or both of you need. You got a plan for that. Are you taking care of parents? Do you have aging parents? Or people who might have been wonderful friends and mentors to you who are older, who might not have any family to take care of them. You know, whatever that situation is, another question to ask, who are you taking care of? What are your goals in retirement? Do you have, and this is actually a mistake that a lot of people make. Do you have your sights set on one big nest egg number? You know, I want to have X amount of money saved, put aside for my retirement years, that big, you know, that one big number, whether it's, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000, whatever, or a million, 2 million. And if that's your goal, God bless you. Um, we'll help you reach it a hundred percent. But the more important thing, the reason that I say that that's a mistake to focus on that as much, the more important thing in retirement is what am I going to do so that I have an income in retirement, because it's much more about income than it is about that one big number that I'm not going to be able to outlive because you do not want to get to, you know, God, you know, well, God forbid in your eighties, but, but, you know, I'm really thinking about like nineties and beyond because people are living longer despite a bump in the road from, from COVID people are still living longer than they were a decade ago. For example, the question that you have to ask yourself is, am I going to be able to have an income for retirement that is going to be able to last my life, my lifetime, no matter how long that lifetime might be? That's a big question to ask. So is that a goal? How do you plan to fund your goals in retirement? How do you plan to fund? Like say, if your goal is I want to buy a house at the beach in Key West. Great. How do you plan to fund it? I want to travel around the world in retirement. Great. How do you plan to fund it? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. And then again, you know, do you want to retire or do you want to relaunch? How about, you know, I, I mentioned the thing in a few minutes ago about, about not stopping working, which is a big question for a lot of people who might be like, I could, I would just get bored if I sat around and did nothing or traveling is great, but I don't want to do it all the time. I want to have something to keep me busy as well. You know, that could mean launching your own business in retirement, doing something that fulfills you in retirement and helping you, you know, have some extra, some extra money, some, some paychecks instead of just paychecks. Right. And I got, you know, some news for you here that when you retire, your income is not going to be the same as it was when you were working. It's just not usually, you know, you've got to be ready for a reduced income and prepare before you retire, prepare for that. And you can, you know, give yourself a, a pad uh, in retirement of, of income. And we'll go through that, you know, as not only today's show uh, goes along, but also future episodes go along about, you know, guaranteed income for retirement in, in the financial space. You don't often hear that word guarantee <laughs> a lot, um, but we'll talk about it here and we'll tell you exactly what that means. Uh, and that has to do with, you know, uh, guaranteed insurance products like annuities, uh, index universal life, that kind of thing, where you will have guaranteed income for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. And so we'll talk about those types of options uh, as we go forward. But, you know, I mean, it, the big thing is sit down with your partner, sit down with your spouse, think about or sit down with yourself, if that's your case. Think about your goals for retirement. I mean, this is going to really help you determine how fiscally smart you need to be now 
in order to be able to do what you want to do during your retirement years. Because as I say, retirement looks different for everybody. You know, if you want to travel, you want to spend time with family, start a new business, any of those things that we talked about, any of those things that I mentioned, you're going to need cash flow for it. You know, there's a, a new survey from Go Banking Rates uh, showing that one third of Americans don't think they know enough about retirement. The other two thirds are probably lying <laughs> in that survey. Just my opinion. 37% of Americans feel they need more education and information on retirement planning. Hello, thank you, take pride in retirement. That's why we're here. 52% of Americans wish they had more education on how to invest. Thank you, take pride in retirement. That's why we're here once again. Okay, so smart vision is the first kind of step in our uh, journey along the smart retirement plan. What about smart inspection? Well, that's where, you know, so, so smart vision, right, is that's where you ask yourself a bunch of questions, those questions that you just ran through, and you answer those, and that's your goal, right? So I often think about this like a GPS. So it, we can help you be the, your financial GPS, right? So your um, smart vision, that's your, you, you're on your GPS, you got your phone out, your smartphone or your GPS in the car, and you're putting in your destination, right? So that is where you want to go. That's smart vision. Smart inspection determines where you are right now. You know, your GPS will tell you where you are right now. And so that's, this is where we come in, the smart inspection section of this whole shebang here. And it's a financial checkup. And so what are we going to do during that financial checkup? Well, we'll review your accounts. Do you have a 401k at your job? Do you have IRAs? that you have set up yourself or, you know, whatever that situation might be. 403B, uh, if you, you know, are someone who uh, has one of those type of retirement accounts, do you have a Roth? If you do, good on you because that is going to grow tax-free and the withdrawals are going to be tax-free in retirement. If you don't have a Roth, even more reason to talk to us because then that way I can help you do a Roth conversion if it's right for your situation, convert that traditional IRA or whatever traditional account you might have over into a Roth IRA and then save you taxes on the back end when it's going to be a bigger chunk of money that you're going to owe taxes on, right? Anywhere you hold assets, we're going to review it. We're going to check those balances. We're going to review rates of return over the last year, three years, five years, right? We're going to take a look back see how things have been going. We're going to answer this question too. Do you have an income gap or an income surplus? You say, Matt, well, what in the world does that mean? Well, an income gap is basically that you have more month than money, or you're going to have more month than money in retirement, or you do have one right now. Either way, not a good situation, right? You don't have enough money to meet your obligations and you don't have enough money coming in uh, to be able to put some aside for retirement, maybe other than that 401k, because that's an automatic draft that your workplace takes out every week. Or if you're an independent contractor, for example, oh, I just, I, all of my money goes towards paying my bills and I don't have any to put in my IRA or whatever other retirement vehicle that I have right now. Do you have an income gap or do you have an income surplus? Income surplus is exact opposite. You're, you're doing great. You're, you're saving, you got plenty of money coming in. You're investing, you're putting in all of, uh, you know, the money that you need to put in to planning for your future. That's an income surplus. So we'll determine that. We'll also do what, what we call an annuity x-ray. If you have any annuities uh, right now, if you don't know what an annuity is, boy, you will by the time you listen to a couple episodes of this show. <laughs> we'll also x-ray any pension plans you may currently have if you are lucky enough to have a pension Oh my gosh, you're one of the luckiest people in the world these days because it's kind of like seeing a unicorn in nature. <laughs> if you're out like Tammy Brown walking children in nature and you happen, happen to see a unicorn, then you're great and you're just as, as, uh, as likely to have that happen as you are to uh, ha actually have a pension these days. How much are you paying in fees? That's a big one that a lot of people don't even realize how much they're paying in fees each and every month to, to their retirement plan or whatever. 
I mean, this is, it's a big one. It really is a concern because a lot of them are hidden and you might not know. It will also help with tax planning. Uh, not a tax attorney, I got to say. Uh, I do, I, you know, I'm a licensed fiduciary financial advisor. I am life and health licensed, so I, I can help you with all the annuity stuff. And I can help you um, in many ways with taxes uh, because Roth IRAs, as I mentioned, that can reduce your future tax risk because the growth is going to be tax-free in a Roth. The withdrawals in retirement are going to be tax-free in a Roth as well. So that in that way, we can help you with taxes. Also, you know, we've got great connections to tax attorneys. If we take a look at your tax situation and determine that you need some help um, in, in a way that uh, I can't necessarily help you in, you know, using my knowledge and my, my licensing, then we can refer you to that. You know, we can be kind of a, a little bit of a one-stop shop in that we'll get you the help that you need one, one way or another. You know, review your life insurance coverage as well. As I said, I'm life and health licensed. So what's the cash value of your life insurance policies? We'll determine that. Consider a 1035 exchange. You know, move cash value over to an indexed universal life policy. And that can really help you protect and grow your money and provide you with an income stream in retirement through an indexed universal life. Now, and this is another one of those things we're going to go through like in detail in in the future uh, on the show and we probably won't get into it today but in future we'll talk about index universal life and how life insurance can be a big part of your retirement plan which is i bet something that you you probably didn't think about about life insurance being for the living you always think of it as death insurance right like oh yeah i get a life insurance plan there's a death benefit. It's paid out to my beneficiaries if I die. That's traditionally what life insurance is about. But there's a certain type of life insurance, that indexed universal life policy, that can be used for tax-free withdrawals in retirement and provide you with that income. So we'll talk about that as the as things go along here. Or, you know, I mean, if you want to ask me about it, uh, takeprideinretirement.com is the website. Use that um, contact form that's there. Fill out the risk questionnaire. Also, you can give me a call 855-246-9211, 855-246-9211 as well. We're also going to examine your real estate assets, your your family home, any rental property, land, etc. We'll do a social security maximization report that'll show you, and, and I mentioned this earlier, should I take social security now or should I delay until age 70, take the max benefit. Depends on a lot of factors. So we'll give you the social security maximization report. It's going to show you how you can maximize your social security earnings in retirement, depending on, again, your individual situation. This is not a one size fits all deal here, folks. This is not something where, um, you know, you go to the, <laughs> like to use the illustration, you go to the big box store down the street, you pull in, get out of your car, you go inside to the retirement plan section, and there are a bunch of boxes that say generic retirement plan. And you pick one out, you put it in your cart, go check out, and you're great. That's not how it works. It's not one size fits all. It's not one size fits most. It's not even small, medium, large. It's not any of that stuff. It's all individualized for you. And we have tips and, and tricks to help you take advantage of everything that's available to you to make sure that you have a comfortable retirement, a retirement that you can take pride in. That's the whole point of the show. One more section here uh, for this inaugural episode of Take Pride in Retirement. So we talked about um, smart this, the smart retirement plan overall. We talked about smart vision, right? That's your, your destination when you set that in your GPS. Smart inspection is where you are now. That's your current location in that financial GPS. And now is where you kind of plot your route, right? Smart planning. Here, here are two questions that I want you to ask yourself. Should you manage your investments yourself? Do you think you can, can do that? How has that been going for you lately if you have been trying to do that? 
you know, the, the markets have been rocky. They've been, luckily this year, at least over the last few weeks, as of this recording, much more up than down. But there have been a lot of, a lot of downs um, over the past couple of years. And so do you think you should manage those investments yourself or do you think you should get an expert to help you? You know, when I'm sick, I go to the doctor. When I got a problem with my car, I take it to the mechanic or to the dealership. When I have problems with my money, I'm going to seek the help of a financial advisor. And honestly, I think you should too. And if I'm that person, great. If it's somebody else, fine. You know, it's not like a, a situation where, again, I'm going to force you to work with me if you seek out a, a free consultation or anything like that. Absolutely not. Do you have a plan for your partner or spouse when you pass away? It's going to happen. It's going to happen for all of us, unfortunately. Um, like I said, luckily people are living longer these days, but still going to happen. So do you have a plan for that, for your spouse when you pass away? Do you have a plan for yourself if your spouse or your partner were to pass away? Big, big question to ask yourself as we talk about smart planning here. And there are also some things related to retirement as far as costs go that you might not think about. Number one, health insurance. Yeah, Medicare, um, there, you know, is this basic Medicare, which is free that will, you know, or at least is covered by what you've been paying into the system all these years. Uh, with those payroll deductions, but Medicare uh, has no premium for just the basic cost, which is basically, you know, hospital care, <laughs> things like up to 30 days in the hospital and some other things, but that's the basics, right? But there's also other parts of Medicare, Medicare Part D, for example, the drug plan. It's really the only one of the letters that makes sense. It's the D for drugs is the prescription drug plan. That's That's Medicare Part D. You've got Medicare supplement, Medicare advantage plans. You've got all these different things to navigate. Some have monthly premiums, some don't. Some have much higher uh, deductibles or out-of-pocket costs, others don't. It's something to explore, to think about, and to plan for. Long-term care, as I mentioned earlier, one of you, it's very likely either you or your spouse, possibly both, will need to go into long-term care. That's a nursing home. That is a, um, you know, a long-term care facility that might not, there is some sort of retirement home that is not like an assisted living, something like that. Those are expensive. Boy, are they expensive. Especially if you're paying out of pocket. So long-term care, do you need long-term care insurance? Is there a way to, to use a different vehicle that may not be specific long-term care insurance, but to use that other retirement income vehicle to be able to pay the expenses of long-term care uh, in retirement or even before. There are different products that can do that, and we can tell you about them uh, when you when you give us a call or go to the website, tinkprideinretirement.com. Home renovations, a lot of you, you know, if you're staying in the family home, um, and hopefully it's a single story uh, and not a huge home, <laughs> if you're staying in the family home, maybe you want to do some renovations. Yeah, maybe you've gotten to the point where those tile countertops and the, uh, you know, fake oak cabinets in the kitchen are driving you crazy and you need new appliances. Home renovations could be a big deal and a big expense in retirement. Income taxes, you know, anything you contributed pre-tax to retirement accounts during your working years, that's subject to income taxes when you withdraw those funds during retirement. That, that's a 401k, a 403b, a 457b a traditional IRA, simple IRA, a SEP IRA, right? All of those are taxable accounts, TSP, if you are a federal employee, thrift savings plan. Non-taxable accounts in retirement, a Roth, <laughs> right? A Roth IRA. HSA as well, that's a health savings account. That is a non-taxable account also and a, can be a good thing to to have as well. 
50 to 80% of your social security benefits could be taxed as well if your income is above a certain threshold. That's also a consideration um, for you and your family. Again, no matter what your family looks like uh, during retirement. Well, okay, so that's going to just about bring us to the end here of this very first episode of Take Pride in Retirement. I hope I piqued your interest. I hope I've explained to you why I'm doing this. Um, and I hope that you're looking forward to future episodes. I really, really do. If you are, uh, again, go to the website. It's takeprideinretirement.com. We can help you get that retirement that you can be proud of, that you can take pride in. That's, again, takeprideinretirement.com. Email me, matt at takeprideinretirement.com. Easy to remember because, you know, my name's Matt and all. Matt at takeprideinretirement.com. Or you can call me, 855 855- 246-9211. That's 855-246-9211. I'll be glad to talk with you. Um, if I don't pick up, you know, leave me a message and I'll be more than glad to return your call as soon as I possibly can. We'll get you that free consultation. It's absolutely free of any cost, free of any obligation as well. We just, you know, want to want to explore things here and make sure that you are aware of all of the different options that you have. And again, if your plan is working for you, great. If not, work with us. Work with me. And I can help make your retirement one that you can take pride in. Thanks so much for joining me for this very first episode of Take Pride in Retirement. I am thrilled that this is underway and I really look forward to seeing you again next time. Boy, I, I am, I just, you know, I almost don't even know what to say. I'm so, I'm so thrilled. I'm Matt McClure once again. I really do appreciate your time today. And I thank you for joining me for Take Pride in Retirement. We'll see you next time, everybody. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosures of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Independent advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Active Wealth Management Incorporated are independent of each other.